0: Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Luke chapter 12, verse 35. It's where we're going to go this morning. Hopefully you brought your Bibles, but if you didn't, that's okay. We'll have it on the screen for your viewing pleasure. But Jesus here in Luke chapter 12 is telling a story. He's telling a story about what the kingdom of God is like. And when Jesus tells parables, we all should really be listening. Because what he's doing is he's not just telling a nice story. He's actually showing us what heaven is like. He's trying to teach us, now this is what your heavenly father is like. And we get a sense of this today. So Luke chapter 12, verse 35 says this, Stay dressed for action. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. Verse 40, you, must, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. And it goes on and Peter gets involved. It says, Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give him their portion of food at the proper time. Blessed, there's that word again, blessed, is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to, myself, says to himself, my, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And in an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given of him will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. It's a powerful story that Jesus is telling it's a powerful glimpse into way, the way the kingdom of God works. So we're in a series right now called Manager. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this series and what God is showing us. But I started off the series with a message called, Can I Please Speak to the Manager? Really setting the scene for the fact that the truth is God owns everything. He controls it all. We are just the managers. And when it comes to life, we're not actually owning anything. We're just managing it for God. Can I get an amen? So we started there and just setting the parameters in place. God owns it all. Psalm 50, he talks about it. Every uh, beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills, he says, mine, mine, mine. And then the second message was all about putting God first. The title of the message was Before I Do Anything Else. So if you need to catch up on the series, can I just encourage you? They'll be on YouTube and the podcast. But that message was all about putting God first, understanding that the owner has positioned us to manage, to, to be stewards. But there's also an owner's portion, some portion that he has reserved, which is the first. And we read about it in Exodus, the consecration of the firstborn. God says, the first is mine. You return it to me, it's mine. It's emphatic language, very direct. And today I want to preach a message. So if you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. I want to preach a message today called, Not On My Watch. Turn to the person next to you and say, Not On My Watch. Would you pray with me? Lord, I just thank you right now, Father, for the power of your word. Father, thank you that it's your word that we can stand on because it's your word that stands forever. And so, Father, we just thank you for Jesus this morning, who is the word. And Father, we just thank you for this series. Lord, help us to take it to heart. Help us to see your word and to know that it grows us, it guides us, it helps us. It always takes us further. So, God, we thank you for that Father, we pray for everything that's happening. Lord, we pray for colonial kids right now and everything they're learning. Lord, we thank you that you're building up their little spirits even now, Lord, as we're in church together. So we thank you for it. And a faith-filled church said, Amen. Amen. I grew up kind of obsessed with watches. My dad, he he wore watches and I was just kind of fascinated by my dad. I was one of those kids that just loved everything that dad did. But I became sort of kind of obsessed with watches. It's sort of funny today because today of all days I actually forgot my watch, which is really really weird. It's kind of like, god, are you, is this is this a joke or what are you playing a joke on me? Or but I actually forgot my watch today, but my dad he had he had watches and and um, you know, this was this was the 80s, so you know, things were a little little different back then, but he had three watches that I remember. He had, he had more than one watch. So he had his work watch, and that watch was, you know, had the leather strap on it and dad wore a suit to work every day. So he'd wear like a leather strap watch and it was sort of nice and, you know, you, know, you couldn't wear that with any kind of other attire because that wouldn't be proper. But then he had, so that, that was one watch he wore, which is, I guess, sort of Monday, Monday through Friday type of watch. And then he had a weekend watch, you know, for the weekend warrior duties he had the weekend watch and that one was sort of like, you know, you could do you could do the, the lawn and you could do, you know, jobs around the house. And I still remember it was kind of a crazy, this is such a funny memory, but I still remember my dad would, would write off his little to-do list and he'd fold it up and he'd put it underneath his watch. And he, anyone else's dads used to do that? It was like this full-on dad trick, you know, but that was where, you know, he had his to-do list underneath his watch on the weekend. So he had his weekend watch. But then, you know, if that wasn't enough, he had to get another watch. He had a waterproof watch. And the waterproof watch was like the vacation watch. You know, when you're on vacation with the family, spending time. So he had all these different watches. And I remember like him sharing his story with me. He's like, you were obsessed with watches when you were a kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember that. And he says, no, seriously, let me tell you a story. So apparently when I was around five years old, we were on a family vacation and he went to the hotel gym in the morning to go, to go for a run on the treadmill workout. And apparently this day I was like, Dad, I'm going to come with you to the gym. You know, so I got, got my, 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 my gym gear on, which I'm not sure what that looks like for a five-year-old. But I went down there and Dad's on the treadmill and he said he found me over where the, the weights are, you know, the weights on the rack and I had the, the, obviously the smallest of all the weights and I'm just lifting this tiny little weight like this. And he came over to me and said, Son, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, I, I said to him, This is what I said. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my wrists. I need, to, I need to build my wrists up so I can wear your watch. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, his watch didn't fit me on the smaller setting, so I'm in the gym trying to build my wrists up. <laughs> but I loved watches. I just, and thankfully, now the obsession sort of you know, not necessarily the same anymore. I actually just have a watch for time. That's basically it. But it just got me thinking about what Jesus is talking about today. And I, I was reminded of this obsession with watches I had as a kid. But it's so funny that Jesus is saying, he's saying, keep watch. Be aware of the time. Be aware of what you're doing. And that way you can stay on course. It's funny when it comes to watches, uh, really all it's about is just keeping us on course. Keeping us on time. Staying on time. Time is time. Time's happening, but we have a watch to tell us the time. We have a watch to help us stay on time and on course in life. A watch is just intended to keep me on watch. Watch is intended to keep me on time. But Jesus is saying right here, he's saying, stay ready. Be alert, be attentive. Know what time it is in the sense of what your calling is and what God wants you to do. But there's some amazing parallels right here because Jesus is saying, you have to be ready. You don't know when he's going to come back. You don't know when the master will return, but you've got to live your life ready. You've got to live your life ready for what God wants to do. I want to look at a few of these verses. I want to Look at what it looks like for us to be ready stewards, ready faithful managers in the kingdom of God. But I want to look at some of these verses again from the Passion Translation. But Jesus is saying this. He's saying, be like these guys. He says, be like them. Like means actually live your life like these guys. Verse 35, he says, be prepared for action at a moment's notice. Verse 36, be like servants who anticipate their master's return from a wedding celebration. says they are ready to unlock and open the door for him at a moment's notice. Ready, dressed for action. And verse 37 says, what great joy is ahead for the awakened ones who are awaiting for their master's return. He himself will become their servant. What an amazing turn of events. Will become their servant and wait on them at his table as he passes by. I want to talk a little bit about what wise managers do this morning. Is that okay? So point number one this morning. So we're looking at this parable. Jesus is telling us to stay ready. Point number one is this about wise managers in the kingdom of God. Wise managers always stay on watch. Wise managers always stay on watch. You've got to live your life alert to what God is doing. And that's what Jesus is getting at. He's saying you've got to live alive. You've got to live alert, aware, attentive for what God has for you. See, so he says, verse 35, stay dressed for action, keep your lamps burning. I love that Jesus says, keep your lamps burning, because what is he talking about? He's saying, keep the fire on the inside. Stay in touch with what the Holy Spirit is doing. How different my life would look like, how different your life could look like if we were daily keeping our lamps burning, which means interacting and cooperating with what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our world. Yeah. How different things would look if we stayed on watch every single day. i love it if you could write this down. It's just a thought to meditate on this morning or maybe this week. Is this, it's not my job to know the time. It's just my job to be on watch. It's not my job to know the time. See, Jesus says, you don't know when the master's going to come back, but you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready for for action. You've got to be dressed and ready to serve. You've got to be be ready for when the master comes back. So it's not my job to know the time. Jesus says, even Jesus says, I don't know the time. It's not our job to know the time, the minute, the, the moment when it's actually going to go down. But it is our job to be on watch. It is our job to be on watch. Verse 37, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. I wonder how awake you live. I wonder how awake you live to what God wants to do in your world and in your life. When I was in business school, I loved this, this management theory that I learned. I just started talking about business school and I kind of went like this. But I learned this management theory, which has always kind of stuck with me. I liked it. it was, there's lots of different theories. It's, it's, it's all good. But it's this theory called management by wandering around and or management by walking around. I loved it because it was just very interesting to me. And so I was thinking about it. But I guess it's been around a long time. But, but the studies will tell you that Hewlett Packard in the 70s kind of developed this, this theory called management by walking around. What it is is this is the manager shouldn't sit in some remote office. But a manager should be walking around. A manager should be walking around and interacting with people. And if you could just imagine a workspace where people are working in different areas and doing different things. But a good manager will actually wander around and talk to people and interact with people and get in their world and ask them how they're doing. Hey, what are you working on today? What project are you trying to complete? What are you, what are you, what are you working on? Can I help you? Can I, can I be a conduit to help you? You know, It was this idea that as managers walk around are actually interacting with their world and the people that they're called to manage, that things would get better, become more efficient and grow. And I think it's exactly the same with our lives. God doesn't want us to live this life where we just live in this remote, isolated place away from what God is doing. No, he wants to be, us to be interacting. As wise managers, we need to be on watch, aware of what God is doing, aware of what's moving, what, the, the, the shifts that are happening and, and, and being aware and interacting every single day, not isolated from what God is doing. He wants us to be in the moment. I love something my pastor always used to say. He's like, when you're in the room, be in the room. Be in the room. Some of you, when you're with your family, you need to be, be with your family. When you're working on a project at work, be there, working on your project at work. But we've got to be aware. We've got to be active. God's calling us to be active managers. Yeah. I love that. Active managers, not passive managers, but active managers, active stewards in our lives. I wonder if you're alert to what God is doing. Are you on watch? Over your affairs? Are you on watch over your families? On watch over what's happening with your kids? And I'm not talking in a weird way. I'm talking in a good way. Aware of what's going on, what's, on, what's happening in their world, and what, what they're facing, what they're work, working. Because here's the truth. The Holy Spirit wants to be involved in every single area of your life. And if we're actively managing, stewarding what God has for us, then the Holy Spirit, as we're on watch, will help us navigate those areas. Am I on watch in my finances? Am I alert? Am I attentive to what's going on? It's amazing how many people, sadly, they live their lives just just trying to ignore what what the wreck is that their, their finances has become. But we need to be alert and aware. When's the last time you took inventory of all that you have going on in your world? See, a wise manager knows that what they allow into their world, they then have to steward well. What I allow into my world... I then have to steward well, faithfully steward, do a good job with, manage well. Jesus says, stay dressed for action. Keep your lamps burning. It doesn't sound to me like he says you can just fall asleep on the job or you can switch the off button. And I'm not talking about you know, having downtimes. I'm talking about living our lives and the calling that God has given us. We need to remain alert, active, attentive. Look at Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 10 says, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. The message translation says it like this. It says, poverty will take up permanent residence in your home. That's, That's called being off watch, not on watch. I have this saying, and I think it's true when it comes to even just our daily lives, but I have this saying that I like to shock people with. But I say things like this I don't like church services anymore. And some of you are giving me that look like people give me. But I say this I don't like church services anymore. I don't want to go through the routine. I want to encounter God when I go to church. I don't want to go to a church service. I want to encounter the Holy Spirit. I want to hear from God. And this is what this is living our life on watch, being stewards of our life. Can I just encourage you live your life this way? Go to church this way. Be in your marriage this way, present, active, alert, attentive, aware, ready for action. Because God has got so much for you. Number two, something else about wise managers. Wise managers run a tight ship. Recklessness just doesn't work in this whole stewardship thing. Just going to say it am going to shame the devil and preach the truth this morning. Amen. Recklessness does not work in godly stewardship. They just don't work. And I'll give you a little insight into next week. But wisdom and stewardship are good running mates. Wisdom and stewardship, they run together. But God doesn't do reckless. No. He loves wise, faithful managers who run a tight ship. And what are they running? They're running the thing that God gave them Anyway. That's why he loves wisdom. See, God has a plan for your life. We say this all the time. We say, God has a plan for your life. And everyone's like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Plan for my life. Yes. But you know that your plan actually involves management of your core. Do you know the plan that God has for you means that he loves you so much, he doesn't want to leave you where you're at right here. So he wants to take you from this place this is God's plan. He wants to take you and through wise, faithful stewardship and management to here. And I'm in a better place. Man, I've grown so much. God is incredible. God's moving in my. This is incredible. And then God says, but when then we're going here. We're going to keep going. And it's through wisdom and faithful stewardship that we walk out God's plan and we manage it well along the way. He doesn't like recklessness. He's called us to grow. He's called us to assume responsibility, a higher level. He wants us to take up the role of management. And praise Jesus today that he wants us to do it well. He wants us to do it well. This isn't a workspace message. Obviously, you can encounter Jesus any way you are. But thank God he doesn't leave us the way we are. He wants to take us to a better place in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Amen. But make no mistake this morning, a great manager runs a tight ship, runs a well-oiled machine, is on top of the details, entrusted to a manager. Takes inventory of what's going on. A wise manager doesn't leave things to chance. I wonder if you leave things to chance. Just hope that things all work out. I've left things to chance in my own life and it wasn't the right thing to do. See, what we do sometimes in life, and I'm not saying that this is all the time, but sometimes we leave things to chance and we say things like this. Well, I'm just living by faith, man. Just living by faith. God's going to work it out. No, you're just being reckless. You're just just not stewarding well. You're neglecting what God has given you. And I'm all about faith. I'm all about faith pleases God. Faith is amazing. But we're not to leave things to chance. Wonder if it's going to work out. Wonder if, if all the puzzle pieces come together and I get some luck. No, God wants us to be wise managers in his kingdom. And there's opportunities here and there's opportunities there. But a wise manager knows that I can't be neglectful in what I've got going on. Sometimes in life, we want to reach for something that's over here. We want to reach this nice, shiny new thing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a new house or a new car. Or maybe we want to go to uh, have all these extra things, add this layer. But as we reach over there, we're neglecting what's going on here. And God doesn't want us to live that way. He wants us to be wise managers of what we have now. Look at verse 41. This is back in Luke chapter 12. Peter says, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, who then is... I, just, I have to stop there. I love that Jesus doesn't even address Peter. It's awesome. He's just like, I'm moving on, dude. You've got to get on board with what's happening here. He says, who then is this faithful and wise manager? Whom the master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time. Verse 43, look at what it says. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing. Will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all possessions. He will find him so doing. I, started, I studied that and that word doing obviously is an active word and it's, in, it's all through the New Testament. And I started to read it and I was, I was blown away because that word doesn't mean just checking off a box and just doing things for the sake of doing things. No, it actually talks, it's a deeper word than that. It actually means to go and produce something, to go and actually build something up, to go and actually produce something from the field, to actually produce something with our lives. So it's what is Jesus saying? The master will be pleased when he finds him so Doing, so creating, so developing, so being um, entrepreneurial, but actually doing something and running a tight ship. I wonder if we are on watch in life. I wonder if we are faithfully doing what we're called to do in life, producing something worthy when the Master returns. See, the thing about your life, and I'm sort of going away from my notes for a moment here, but you know. Your life is really valuable. Like so valuable that this, what Jesus is saying, he's saying it for you. He's saying it for your life. And you may have had people in your life tell you that you're not going to amount to anything. You may have had people tell you, voices in your life tell you that you're going to try to do stuff, but you're never going to make it. You know, God says the absolute opposite. He says you are going to make it. You are going to do something incredible. Your life is valuable. And God's got a plan. But that's why it's important to be a wise manager, because what you've got is valuable and is worth stewarding in Jesus' name. Point number three, so wise managers, point number one, they stay on watch. Point number two, they run a tight ship. A wise manager's point number three is this, wise managers stay faithful. They stay faithful. They're just plain faithful all the way to the end. What does faithful mean? We talk about it all the time in church. Faithful, faithful, faithfulness. You know, one of, the, one of the words for faithful is dependable. Able to rely on. That's what this parable is talking about. Faithful to the end. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This is Paul speaking to the church. He says, so look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ who have been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. Verse 2, now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful, must be dependable, must be solid, must be ready, must be awake, must be alert, and always there to open the door for the master. I love it how Jesus explains a story like this. He says, it's not, doesn't even talk about the first watch. Look at what it says in verse 38. It says, if he comes in the second watch, if there's a second watch, that means there already was a first watch. In the second watch or in the third and finds them awake. Blessed are those servants, but know this. And he goes on. But he talks about these different watches. These different segments of time. These shifts in time. Where you're on one watch. See, the first watch is always amazing because there's that anticipation. There's the novelty of what's happening. And the first watch is great because you're the first one there. But then there's the end of the first watch and the start of the second watch. And that means you've got to keep waiting and keep anticipating. And the novelty kind of keeps wearing off and you're sort of there for a while. And then Jesus talks about a third watch. And the third watch is kind of like this. It's like, man, nothing's been happening. He hasn't come home. I haven't seen God move. I haven't seen anything change Necessarily right away. And here I am on the third watch. Jesus says we need to be third watch type of people. That no matter what, no matter what, if it's up or if it's down, if it's good or if it's bad, if it's blessing or if it's challenge, He calls us to be faithful. He calls us to stay faithful. Wise managers, they stay at their post. Wise managers stay by the door ready for the master to come home. I wonder today if God's calling us to be like that third watchman. The one that stands there. And no matter what the opposition, no matter what the challenge, no matter what the struggle we go through. And can I empathize with people today? I've been through big struggles. I've seen storms in my own life. But God is calling us to a greater place. He's saying, stay faithful. Stay faithful. Stay where you need to be. Stay at your post. Team, you can join me. But I don't know about you, church, but I want to be the third watch guy. I want to be managing well. I want to be a faithful steward of what God has for me. But I've got to understand that it's not my job to know the time. It's just my job to stay on watch. It's just my job to stay faithful. Verse 42, and the Lord said, who then is the faithful and wise manager? It's almost like he's saying, who is it? Who's it going to be? Who's willing to do it? Who's willing to be the third watch guy? He says, whom his master will set over his household and give them the portion of food at the proper time. Like what an honor. What an honor that is that the the steward would be the one that gets to distribute the food, gets to hand out the goods, gets to be the one that makes it all happen. Jesus is inviting us into this life, but you've got to understand today, he wants you to stay at your post. He wants you to stay faithful. He wants you to be consistent. He wants us to be dependable. He wants us to be the type of people that maybe if we've invited three people to church and they haven't come, that we'll still invite the fourth. That we'll be the type of faithful believers that actually do go and read the word every day and ask God, give me a word, give me a word for someone in my world. And you may not feel like you get it straight away, but the next day comes and you ask God, give me a word. Faithful. And why do we do it all? Well, I believe we read about it in First Thessalonians. We put it up on the screen. I want to read it. Verse 23 says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole. Make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master Jesus. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. That's talking talking about Luke chapter 12. That's talking about exactly what we read. Keep it up there. Spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master Jesus. That's what we're called to. That's what God wants us to be. Fit, ready, dressed for action, able to give the word in season, able to speak to people, able to share the gospel. That's what God is calling you to. And that's what God is calling me to as well. Would you stand with me? Did you receive that word this morning? Yeah. I want to pray for some people. Because this is what I know is that the Holy Spirit's here, wants to speak to people, wants to minister to people, wants to help people. And I don't know where this lands for you, but I know it lands somewhere. And you might have been on this journey for a long, long time. And the truth is, you're already doing this. A lot of this you're on top of. And can I just encourage you, keep going. Keep being faithful. Keep showing up for watch. Keep being there and dependable and wanting to work on stuff and wanting to be there. And so can I just encourage you, if that's you, that's great. Faithfulness is key. But then there might be people in here today, and the truth is when it comes to this this whole idea of manager, the whole idea of managing a calling, stepping up to a certain area, this is all new to you. And you know there's areas that need to be addressed. There's areas that, well, you know... If you look at my life as a tight ship, I would say it's the complete opposite. But here's the truth. It doesn't matter where you're at. God wants to speak to you today. He wants to minister to you today. He wants to help you today. He wants today to be the day that you can mark in the sand and say, today was the day that everything changed. Today was the day in that area I decided I'm changing. I'm becoming a better manager. Maybe it is finances. Maybe you're in here today and your finances are a mess. Can I just encourage you tomorrow? They don't have to be a mess. Tomorrow, everything can be different because today you made a decision. You ask God today. Today is the day. Things are changing. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, I want to pray for people right now. Like I said, I don't know where this lands. I don't know what it looks like for you. This could be a relationship thing. You might have someone in your world. And if you think about your relational world and managing that, faithfully stewarding it, maybe there's carnage going on. I wanted today, if you would reach out to heaven and say, God, today's the day I need your help. I want to change. I want things to be better. Maybe it's a relationship with your kids. Maybe it's a a work situation. God's calling you to a greater level. So if that's you this morning, you want to say, today's the day, everything's changing. I'm moving, I'm moving on going to faithfully steward better from this moment on no matter what the area no matter what the situation while no one's looking around I want to pray for you just lift your hand wherever you're at hands going up everywhere Lord you see every hand Father you know people's needs you know everything about us Lord and so God I just pray right now Lord through the power of your Holy Spirit that something would shift today that something would change today Father Father Because we know it's the faithfulness that you've given us, that you've shown us, that you've moved towards us with, Lord, that we can respond with faithfulness on our end because we're just responding to that beautiful love. And God, I just pray for people's situations, Lord, for for financial situations. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, Father, that today would be a day that everything changes for people and their finances. The people that that are reaching out to you and saying, enough's enough, I'm not living that way anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. I pray today would be a mark in the sand, a a line that they know they've stepped over. There, Everything's different. Tomorrow is a new day, a new opportunity to faithfully and wise, uh, the management of resources that have been entrusted to us. God, I just pray that you would help people as they reach out to you through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that you would help people. You would reach down into people's lives and you would just let them know that tomorrow is a new day and that you're going to help them and that something will change, Lord. And I just thank you, God, that you're going to put... Things in people's paths, resources, tools, relationships, God. Father, you're going to help people take the next step, God. I pray for relationships right now, Lord. Relationship carnage that may be going on right now, Father. I just thank you, Lord, as we bring it to you, you move. Father, as we as we go to you and as we ask you to, to help us, Lord, you're there to help. You care about us, God. You truly care. So, Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, church, come on, let's worship for a little bit. Let's give this to God. Let's lift it up to Him. We hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.